0: Welcome back to the uh, Super Syntex Podcast Playoff Edition uh, here in Central Texas. With me, as always, is Chad Conine. Chad, how are you? Good. And Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. He likes to get that in there. And (laughs) DJ Ramirez. I don't see any rock stars standing behind DJ.
1: Nope. I'm in my living room. Gotcha. Uh,
0: well, guys, it is playoff time at last. Um, and to me, this is always one of the more fun times of the year. Um, though it obviously builds as the season progresses, you know, playoffs get a little bit better each and every week, something to look forward to for sure. In by district, we're naturally going to get a few lopsided games. Obviously those one seed versus four seed kind of games are gonna gonna be pretty lopsided. Um so what is a matchup that you guys can see on the schedule that you know just whatever the seeding may be it could even be a one versus four but uh probably not uh that you think has a chance to produce a pretty competitive, exciting game?
1: Well, I actually really like the game that I'm covering this week. Um, on Thursday, the Whitney Teague matchup. Mm. I like that 3A. Uh, those 3A matchups are all really good. Like we've got Weston Fairfield and Grandview, Cameron Yoyokum, Lorena versus Columbus. But yeah, I, I think Whitney and Teague are going to match up pretty well and it should be exciting.
0: I agree with that. Uh, So was making my picks just a little while ago. And I try not to look at uh, what y'all guys have picked. um, But I was going down. uh, I'm not buying that. No, I'm serious. Uh, I don't (laughs) care what you've done. Uh, But as I was going down, looking at, you know, as I after I picked it, what Chad and I had the same cause Chad had already made his picks. We had this Whitney T game different. Uh, Chad went with the lions. I went with the wildcats. And I mean, I think that speaks to what DJ is talking about there in terms of, you know, can go either way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, and you know, I think another one of those three way games that the, all mentioned a little bit, um, you know, kind of in the list, but, you know, Lorena and Columbus is a top 10 matchup in the first round. That's, Um,
0: you don't get a lot of top 10 matchups in by
2: district. Right. And and it's both of those districts are just loaded. I mean, and I think I've mentioned it before, but, you know, I did a preseason story about loaded districts around central Texas. And I think one thing that I don't know, I don't recall that I mentioned was that this uh, Cameron Franklin Lorena, District, I think Academy, was the fourth playoff team, they go up against a really good district, you know, in in by district all the way from top to bottom, because I think there might be another top. Well, Cameron, yo, who do they play? Yoakum. Yo, is Yoakum ranked? Uh... I guess just, I guess just, yo, I guess just their district champion Hitchcock and and Columbus are the ranked teams from that district.
0: Yeah.
2: I think Yoakum's
0: pretty decent though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think those are some uh some good choices. I'll also be interested to see uh you know how that university Austin McCallum game comes out. Um Austin McCallum seven and three, but I like university's chances in that game as a you know lower seed. Obviously, university is only a a three seed just because you know, Belton made a kick, right? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they were that close uh, mm-hmm. from, you know, being the one seed. And uh, then you get three teams tied for second in that district between university Elgin and Leander Rouse. And it just comes down to who beat who point differential, all that stuff. But so guys, as, um, Many of the teams that we expect to really play for a while are those number one seeds coming out of their districts. We're talking about Mart, Crawford, Chata Spring, West. Um, But every year, there are some three seeds and maybe even some four seeds that win multiple games in the playoffs and make a pretty decent run. Um, And it usually has to do with... The strength of their district, you know. I mean, they might want a district in some other loop. Um, so I'm gonna give you some three seeds from our local districts, and those would include University, who I just mentioned, La Vega, Gatesville, Lorena, Fairfield, Whitney, Rosebud Lot, Dawson, and Bremont. So out of those teams, or if there's another three seed out there that I didn't mention, there are a couple others. Um, Which of those teams has the best shot to play, let's say, three or more games? Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. You got to beat some good teams to do that. But somebody's got to be capable, right?
2: I'll, yeah, I'll let DJ go ahead and steal my answer. I know she's going to.
1: Uh. Okay, Chad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that saltiness.
1: Uh, I I like Dawson. Okay. Yeah. I, like I bet it. that
0: what I bet that was not your answer. See, there you go.
1: Yeah, I mean they they played some really good games. They were undefeated up until the point they had to play Warham and Mart, who were also really good teams. So um yeah, I don't I think they've got a pretty good chance. Um La Vega's playing Kennedale. Is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that they beat them to start the season. And obviously, that was what feels like forever ago. But I think they've got a pretty good chance at, um, you know, coming back and beating them again as tough of a season as La Vega has had. Uh, yeah. I like I that. Know. I like
0: that pig. Dawson is, uh, to me, that is low key. A uh probably an underrated district. I mean, we know what Mart is, but I think Wortham and Dawson are pretty good teams. Um, Wortham made the regional final last year and ran into Mart. Um, you know, and so they didn't go any further, but regional final is a good run. Um, could Dawson have that kind of run? Maybe they got Maud right out of the gate and that's not an easy one in by, by district. Maud is one of those teams that I feel like is always there in the 2A playoffs. But uh once again, just a a, a little look at my picks. While Chad picked Maud to win, I did pick Dawson to win. So I'm I'm a little there on you uh with you uh, DJ on Dawson. What do you say, Chad?
2: Well, the answer that I was afraid was going to get stolen was the Gatesville Hornets and it's a lot because Gatesville looks up in the first round of the playoffs and they don't have to play Carthage this year. And that's, you know, that's like Christmas coming early for them, I think. You know, the last two years, uh, two years ago, they kind of snuck into the playoffs and bam, you know, it was it was Carthage right out of the gate. And they never ended up actually playing them because, you know, that was the year that uh COVID-19 knocked out a lot of games. And and I'm not saying Gatesville was this was this way, but there were some games in that by district around two years ago in the COVID year where it was like uh, we got to play who I think we have COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My, <laughs> yeah. That's a good call. That's a good call. Uh, but, I um, can't... and then last year they had a, a better season and, and, and really, you know, uh, more, more earned that playoff spots than they did in the, in the 2020 year. And, you know, lo and behold, who do they have again? It's Carthage again. And, uh, I think, um, I think they got beat 35 to zero last year. So this year, Going into the playoffs and playing Smithville, which is four and six, is a whole lot better way to uh, try to win a playoff game. Now, if they win that, they more than likely will play number four ranked Silsby next week. So um, that's why I said, you know, talking about a third or fourth place team going three rounds. Well, the chances, chances are they're going to hit, or especially around here, you're going to hit somebody pretty dang good in that second round, if you're not a first place team,
0: I want to know if Silsby recruited some of its basketball players to play football. Silsby is known for basketball. They, mm-hmm. they usually aren't ranked that high in football, but uh, this year they've been pretty salty. Um, I can't believe you guys left the best pick for me because I'm taking the defending state champion, Lorena Leopards. Come on. Uh, I feel like this is the pick here. Uh, you know, I mean, they're coming out of a district with Franklin and Cameron Yo. They have played freaking great teams already. Lorena played West in in non-district, beat beat the Trojans. Um, you know, obviously that Columbus game right out of the gate is not gonna be easy, but you know, Lorena's battle tested. I, I like the Leopards to be a team that could make a run.
2: So I mean for sure if they get You know, it's kind of like when you got to get the ball with a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter and you're down by four points. You get that first first down, the second first down, all of a sudden you're real dangerous, you know. Mm. So I I feel like that's Lorena playing Columbus this week.
0: Gotcha. A game that you will be at, by the way. Um, Right. We tweaked our schedule just a little bit, but. Uh, Chad will be down in Pflugerville to watch
2: that one. Is that at the well, It's f- kind of like it was a tough call schedule making this week, you know, because you got University in the Austin area also playing, you know,
0: mm-hmm. and yep.
2: and it that's a big game for them. And then, but you know, you got the state rank matchup. Meanwhile, you got half of Central Texas playing in you know Waco ISD and West and Midway and Robinson and everywhere else, right?
0: Yeah, McLennan County. We got a lot of mm-hmm. good local games we don't have to drive very far if you Mm -hmm. are a fan uh you should be able to find a good game somewhere Mm -hmm. um so finally uh we all conduct a lot of interviews (laughs) over the course of a season um we talk to coaches we talk to players uh we talk to the same people over and over again sometimes um certainly When we do some of these interviews, we're going to get a few coach speak type platitudes, you know, the, hey, our backs up are against the wall. You know, we got to take it one game at a time. How many times have we heard that? More times than we could count. Um, But if we were picking an all interview team, which we're not going to, like, we're not going to write that
2: story. We got enough other things to do, but we're doing it here on the podcast. That's the kind of thing, Bryce, that you would just end up doing on a Sunday afternoon because you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know me well. Uh <laughs> I will
0: I will uh, put in a plug for a future you will see this, a future super syntex college team. That's coming. I've been working on that. Oh, yes. So um anyway, back to my question. If we're picking an all-interview team. Who are you taking? Who is a good talker among the players and the coaches that you've talked to this season? DJ. Is there a specific number that we. No, go with as many people as you want.
1: Oh gosh. Well,
0: or I... it's few. Or it's few.
1: I haven't gotten the chance to talk to a lot of the players just cause like after games, I'm rushing to find coach or sometimes we roll quote lists um, at the like before the season even started, I got to talk to Nick Wells in midway and I thought he was a really good interview. Mm-hmm. Um, gave me some really good quotes for that story that we put up in the uh, summer previews. And, and then I um, actually really enjoyed talking to Easton Paxton a, a, a couple of weeks ago when I went out to West, talked to him about his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot. There's a ton of coaches that are also really, well, you know, they, I would love talking football, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Beattie's always a good interview. Uh, both of the Torres coaches, Ricky and Ruben, were mm-hmm. good interviews. Uh, gosh, I could go on. Lorena, Kent Laster at university, always gives me a lot of good stuff.
0: Yeah. Those are good ones. What do you say, Chap?
2: Yeah, um I last Laster, the times so I've gotten to talk to him has been great. I haven't talked to him this year, but I, I agree with that. So a lot of these guys um that have been around for a long time, Bryce, you know this. You talk to him so many times that you know you'll call him on a Thursday morning to do your Friday caps and you could probably just script out the conversation before you even have it, right? Because you know <laughs> him so well. Yeah, and and uh,
0: certainly we ask a lot of the same questions too right, right well so and, coach and, so coach, what do you see from fill in the blank you know I mean
2: <laughs> I, and I think that if I if I had to if I really put my mind to it I could write down and tell you just the subtle differences in the personalities of like a Dave Woodard and a Ray Biles or you know just different guys on down the line um although that might be a, a terrible idea of a thing to do the deeper you got into that list. <laughs> So, uh, but one guy that I talked to for the first time this year that was really good was Benny Hewitt over in Chilton after they beat Bremond. And and I caught him right after. uh, There was a couple of times that happened this year that I was there and and Fox Sports South or uh, Bali Sports was there. And, you know, their their reporter on the sideline had their camera up and it was like this big, like superstar moment. Because all of a sudden they're going to be statewide, you know, like later on Friday night. Then they get to me, and, and of course, that was just the, the case with Coach Hewitt, But he was still really good. And um, but, I, and I got to agree with you, Coach Torres. Uh, you know, when, when when somebody, when a coach tells you that one of his players is the best he's ever seen at that position, that's you know, that's not like uh, that's mild not an everyday
0: stuff. quote. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's putting that out there. Also, uh, I debated whether I should get on my soapbox on this or not, but I'm going to anyway. It's fantastic that we can walk down on the field, find the coach, and then be like, "Hey, I want to talk to so and so." It's you know, uh, when West when Wes played Grandview, I was like, "Hey, coach, I'm gonna talk to Ethan Paxson. Or actually, I grabbed Ethan. I said, "Hey, don't don't run off yet. You know, stay around for a second. Then because you get to the college level, and you know, I know this is just about every college that does it like this. They tell you who you can talk to, and that to me is uh, it's not as good. I don't want to be too harsh and I don't want to be too mild, but it's not right. I mean, it's in, in the NFL, you go into the locker room, you talk to whoever you want to talk to, right? In high school, you yeah. got out. Of, but somehow the colleges think that they uh, have jurisdiction over the players. They, they own the
0: information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chad, you and I are old enough to remember when it was not that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can distinctly remember when um, at Baylor games. Um, they would pass around a sheet at the end of the third quarter and it mm-hmm. was filled with blanks and you filled out who you wanted to talk to. And, right. and there right. was a time when Baylor would bring in, you know, a dozen guys into the mm-hmm. post-game interview room and mm-hmm. just spread them out across the room and you just walk around and talk to them. Right. Um, that was a different era. It's it, as, as you said, it's a lot different now. Um mm-hmm. Did you have anybody else you wanted to mention?
2: Nope. That's my list.
0: Yeah. So I completely agree with you guys on Ruben Torres. Uh, every time I've talked to Ruben, he's been fantastic. I did a story uh, earlier uh, before the season on versatile guys and included Zamerian Lofton in that. And, and he had really great stuff to say about Z, but I can just remember that phone conversation going a while and just talking ball, you know what I mean? Like DJ said, I think a lot of these guys just want to talk ball. You <laughs> know, I mean they just want to they just uh you know they'll they'll chat your ear off sometimes. Um another one I think DJ mentioned briefly uh and, and maybe you did too Chad but to me Ray Biles is really good. Um all, all of these coaches uh, probably at some point are going to give you a little bit of coach speak. I mean, they're coaches, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, just like we talk in newspaper language, uh which by the way, DJ, you'll find this funny. So yesterday in the car, taking Millie home from school and you were texting me some questions and I've got Millie as my texter in the car, you know, cause I'm not going to text and drive. Yeah. And it was like, uh, yeah, uh, go with the doubles, art, CP, uh, da-da-da-da-da. And she was like looking at this like, what is this language (laughs) that you are speaking? (laughs) (laughs) And so then I'm like, uh, you know, teaching her newspaper jargon, right? You know, what a jump is and what art is and that kind of thing. Well, those coaches have their own language, and so you're gonna get some of that. But I do feel like Ray Biles is really good about being
2: honest and just telling you like it is, you know? But um, I also think I also think Ray kind of if we had the annual Lou Holtz Award Okay, yeah. They used to remember Butch Henry used to do the Crientel. Yeah. Yeah, but there's like a little bit of difference between a crying towel and what I would say the Lou Holtz Award is. Because the Lou Holtz Award would be your opponent is always awesome and you're always, like, not awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's building that opponent up
2: and downplaying your team just a little bit. Uh, I just realized we might sound like really old guys to DJ, you know. Blue Holtz is the equivalent Blue of that. when we were in when we were her age. Here's so the old.
1: thing. I grew up Mexican, as you know. So right? any name you throw out there, I'm not going to recognize because <laughs> I grew up watching <laughs> Univision, Telemundo, Galavision, Azteca TV, like mm-hmm. all of these Mexican channels (laughs) so uh you throw out a Mexican soccer announcer I might be able to tell you who that is Mm. yeah so uh but yeah back to your point about Biles like I I've covered all of their losses this year I have not been to a win win. they don't want
0: they don't want to see DJ Ramirez walking (laughs) up she's the grim reaper
1: (laughs) and the last time I was there um and for the Franklin game, and I was talking to Coach Biles after the game, he was just like, you must think we're such losers. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. But, no, he he was really good at, like, like you said, being honest and being straightforward. But, like, you know, they were disappointed and they knew that it was their own mistakes that cost them that game. Um, and even, like, you could tell with the players and the way that they you know, were carrying themselves like they could have won that game. Um and so yeah, I think he's he's pretty straightforward, and that's one of the reasons it makes him such a good interview. So yeah.
0: good stuff. Uh, I think it helps that he's probably been doing this for 30 years and he knows we're not out to get him. And you know, I mean uh that, that certainly helps. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, I loved those pronunciations and all those uh spanish words you just just, uh, (laughs) rattled off uh that should be a plug for your uh spanish language big 12 podcast there right
1: yep still working on that i just run into ran into some hiccups but we're we're, i'm hoping to get it out before the end of this week
0: (laughs) there you go okay good stuff well uh dj and chad both going to games on thursday and friday of this week it's playoff time this is what we do man we crank it up uh chad
2: remind me where you're headed i will be at the axle uh rose <laughs> the axle rosebud light game i almost said that so fast that i almost was like i'll be at the axle rose game
1: <laughs> Do you know that do you know who that is dj Yes, I do know. Who <laughs> I do. When it comes to music, I'm a little bit more well versed. So. Uh, so
2: I'll, I'll have Axel Rose and Robinson <laughs> on Thursday night. And then.
1: Uh, Man, that's going to
2: be a good concert. <laughs> it's, li- it's it's liable to get out of hand. Uh, and then I'll be going down to Pflugerville for uh, Lorena versus Columbus. That'll be a good one. And DJ,
1: you are. I'm going to Midway for the Whitney Teague game on Thursday and then up to West for um, the Marlin game. And I know who they're playing. (laughs) Rio Vista, is that right? Rio Vista, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah. yeah. That'll be good. Incidentally, I hope we don't get cold November rain on Thursday night.
0: No, shut up. No, we're just throwing <laughs> yeah. in Guns N' Roses references. We're we're completely <laughs> off the rails. So uh with that, we will see y'all later. Thank you.